Welcome everybody to the Goth and the Sloth. I am your Sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, getting into craziness and whatever. Uh, We decided (laughs) to take the first part of this uh, podcast to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic, how it's destroying our lives, how it's destroying your lives, and how it's destroying the entire nation of the United States. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing this week? Uh, I am better. Yeah, that's but good. But still in the whole diagnostic process, so, you know. Is your check Yay. engine light on? What's that? Is your check engine light on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is, and it's stubborn, too. It just won't go off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, what's it, what's going on in your world? You know, same old, same old. Muzak. Muzak and whatnot. <laughs> well, hopefully you're not making Muzak. <laughs> <laughs> what? I pulled out my uh, soprano saxophone and I'm doing some Kenny G stuff. <laughs> you know, somebody's got to make it. I just don't know who they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm going to wait for the day to run into somebody at a cocktail party and be like, what do you do? And they'll be like, I write music. You know the stuff that you hear on hold music <laughs> and elevator music. That's me. <laughs> I think an AI just makes it now. Oh, uh, point. <laughs> they just like good. plug in like elevator calming, and it just makes <laughs> a track that's m- mindless music that you don't actually hear. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, which means that when I am at that cocktail party and someone says that, I'll be like, nuh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into it, though. What's going on in the greater Virginia area? So in Virginia, um, consistently not good. Yeah. Consistently with last week. <laughs> so we have 100,086 cases, which is up 10,000 from last week. Wow. We have... Not uh, sorry, eight thousand three hundred and sixty-nine hospitalizations, which is up about four hundred last week. So that's a little bit lower of a rate of increase. And then we have uh, two thousand three hundred and twenty-six deaths, which is up about one hundred and ten from last week, which again is a little bit lower of a rate of increase. But the cases are just skyrocketing. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, not not good. Uh, this past Friday, which was October, <laughs> October, <laughs> <laughs> jumping ahead a little. Sure, sure. Why not? Yeah, it's October. Um, which was August seventh. Ooh, I wish it was October though. I can't wait. <laughs> um, the Virginia Supreme Court granted the governor's request to temporarily stop evictions through September seventh. So we're getting one extra month of eviction moratorium. Uh, it was a 4-3 ruling, which makes me furrow my eyebrows <laughs> a little. <laughs> I will definitely be going back and looking at who voted for what. Oh, yeah. Uh, because elections are coming up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what's going on here. Uh, mostly chaos and despair. <laughs> staring into the void and the void is like fuck you <laughs> what about colorado uh we're actually doing slightly better 
Uh, we're at 50,324 cases, so we crossed that 50,000 threshold. But that's only up 3,000 from the previous week, which sounds like a lot, but that's actually trending down week to week. So that's Good. something. Uh, 6,602 hospitalizations, and that's only up 200 from the previous week. So kind of steady there. And 1,736 deaths, which is up 45 week to week, which is a uh, lowest week to week death rate in a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Three, four weeks. So mm-hmm. something. It's something. <laughs> yeah. So things are slowing down. It seems like the measures are working, I guess. Yeah. Um, they haven't changed too much. Everything's still just uh, on hold, waiting to see. Um, yeah. I don't think I haven't heard anything changes coming down or anything. So. I think the, I, uh, like, I get the sense that, and, and again, like, I haven't been as tapped into everything as I usually am. Like, I've basically taken, like, a week off of podcasts, so I feel kind of behind, but um, it does feel like everything has been, like, all the states on the state level, everyone's kind of holding their breath to see what the federal government's going to do. Yep. Um, and so... I feel like a lot of the state, like I'm not hearing a lot about what's coming from states other than trying to stop gap, uh, you know, any sort of relief to their citizens while the federal government sits there with its thumb up its ass. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll get into in, in a little bit here. but uh... We will, yes. Just a forewarning, we are going to get into some politics. Um, not like politic reporting but by nature of what we're talking about we have to talk about the federal government and politics yeah all right well before we get into that what's new in luna's world um let's see so i've been exploring new diet options uh in case that will help which my doctor thinks that it might so um, I've been spending a lot of time, like, looking at different ways to cook things and different recipes and stuff. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing crazy, just, you know, dealing with medical stuff and cooking. Uh, my partner was here with me for a little while for a procedure, uh, as my rad, you got to roll up like a gangster and have me hop in all high on drugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that's about it. All right. Mostly searching things on the internet. <laughs> what about you? Um, yeah, about the same. Um, company's still on hold for you know for moving or do- changing how we're working at all. Um, mm-hmm. the band was able but to, but it's working the way it is now. Yeah, though, exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I think they're just at like, we'll just not rattle any cages at the moment. So yeah. Yep. And, uh, the band was able to practice last week. So that was good. Yay. Uh, That's great. So yeah, got some new, we had to put some new measures in place, but nothing that, uh, stops the rocking. So good. Got that going. And yeah, that's pretty much it. 
basically everything is the same in that like we're all still trying to survive we none of us can believe that it's still lasting this long like especially because it didn't have to be this way yeah and we're yeah doing what we can as humans in every industry i have a lot of friends in the service industry and it's just i mean it's it's heart-wrenching yeah like so it's nothing is great yeah and i saw a uh, youtube video of someone that uh quit their job to be a youtuber and like they're doing really well on youtube but they just they're talking like why they finally made that decision and she was a barista and she's like everything all the bad stuff that's ever happened as i've ever worked as a barista has all happened in the last two weeks and it's all like compounded to be even more like ferocious so it's just people's stress on top of uh you know living near or working near a disney world doesn't make you feel great when they're opening that back up and you have people obviously coming from disney world into your shop and you're like oh my god <laughs> so. yeah and like on the other side for the service industry i mean the the jobs just aren't there yeah that's like, the the restaurants i mean restaurants are closing left and right which is awful uh it's tragic to see for sure especially community like long-standing restaurants and communities and then you have like okay well there are all these restrictions so you're open so that you can hire a certain number of people but you they can only work so many hours because your payroll is a fraction of what it used to be so you technically have a job but you're only working like a third of what you were working before no one's tipping <laughs> yeah like, it's just it's awful and it or that's if you have a job yeah a lot of people haven't been called back but i am i haven't been unfurloughed yet like it's there is no job to go back to it's it's uh really tough and it really hits that industry uh, among others but i just feel like the service industry has is first of all so big and has potentially the most people that live paycheck to paycheck on it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Now I got other friends that are trying to apply for jobs too. And they just, and they even like put aside all pretense of like trying to work in an office or even work from home, like just apply anywhere and just not getting callbacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're going to really be starting to see the financial crisis uh, starting to take effect real soon here yep which rolls us into our main topic of today what are we talking about today uh so uh today we're going to talk about the newest round of stimulus uh bills pack it's not really a package i'll get into it so whether you've been paying attention to the news or not um You've probably heard whispers about another stimulus package being crafted in Washington. Uh, crafted is not the word I guess I would want to use. Um, I would say that crafted is a strong word because the two parties have essentially been in a stalemate uh, for the past few weeks. Slash forever. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, here's a little backstory if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on with this. In May, House Democrats passed a roughly $3 trillion relief package. 
uh, with, you know, detailing out everything that they wanted to do to continue to stimulate the economy and help people out. Uh, since then, House Republicans struggled to come up with a counterproposal. They finally came up with one last week, right at the end of July, beginning of August. Um, and coincidentally, right at the deadline for when benefits from the CARES Act would expire. This package is a $1 trillion package, so $2 trillion less than the Democrat proposal um, or bill. And essentially, yes, it has some similarities, but there are some glaring differences, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. The similarities are that both groups believe that further federal assistance is needed. That they agree on. Yep. Um, whether it is to help the economy or the American people, uh, I'll let you decide on what they want. <laughs> <laughs> you could argue both, but I wouldn't argue too much if I were you. Um, <laughs> but then both groups, uh, seem pretty, clo pretty close to an agreement on issuing another round of direct payments, similar to the $1,200 per person that they passed in the CARES Act. Yep. Um, but there are a lot of other things that have been flying around. It would take seriously a two hour episode to, to, dive into all of the similarities and differences of these two bills there are fantastic political podcasts that you can find to get that information or of course you could just google it um but i'll just run through a an extremely truncated uh list not really a list but i'll run through a few of these differences mm -hmm. so mainly there's the difference um with the federal unemployment benefit Democrats would like to continue a 600 federal unemployment, the $600 federal unemployment payments uh, through the end of the year, while Republicans would like to drop the payment to $200. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, yeah $200. $200 yep. uh, in addition, Democrats want to provide state and local relief funds that Republicans in general do not support. Uh, so that, that is another, has been another sticking point. Uh, the, White House is absolutely against it, um, which you'll hear more about in a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other parts of the Republican bill include massive funding for the military, and I mean massive. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just look it up. It's, it's a lot of money to the military. Um, and it also includes uh, funding for the new FBI building. And other interesting things that, in my opinion, have nothing to do with the pandemic. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, why does the military need more money, and what's that have to do with the pandemic? <laughs> I guess that's why I'm not a politician. <laughs> um, so the fight has kind of been continuing on in Washington with pr pretty much no resolution. And cut to this Saturday, August 8th. Trump signed four executive orders on COVID relief. Um, so that's where we're at. Do you want to talk about the what Trump signed into the office? Or do you want me to? Sure. Yeah, I can uh, mention a bit of it and you can fill in any gaps yeah. that I have. So, yeah, he issued an executive order today, was it? Or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, that uh, there, he met in between with the unemployment with $400. Um, mm -hmm. and 
He also did a uh, stalemate or a stoppage on um, uh, evictions. <laughs> and what was the third thing? I don't remember. There's a third thing. Um. Well, those are the, those are the kind of the main. Yeah, those are two biggies. Main two. Um. But I do want to say with the uh, unemployment benefit, the big thing with this is that. So on the surface, it's like, okay, the Democrats wanted 600, the Republicans wanted 200, so Trump's going to go with 400. Okay, but he wants the uh, he wants states to pick up 25% of that cost. Yes. So $100 of each uh, of the $400 a week. Um, the And he will not, well, I won't say he will not, but he, he's been very firm that he's not going to help states pay for it. The thing is, is that states have no money. They've been asking for money from the federal government to help them with this crisis. In the first place, they've been asking for uh, an additional $500 billion to go to state budgets, um, which have been, it, it, that's been turned away. I mean, just the states don't have the money to do this mm-hmm. and they have to opt in or out of whether they'll take advantage of this benefit. So it's not like it, there's an in-between. Right. Like yeah. Either they get it and they pay the 25% or they don't and everyone suffers. Um, I do want to m- mention the $600 a week, like where that came from. And essentially it came from this, wild convoluted calculation of what the average American would need to make on a weekly basis to, I don't know if it's like not be able in poverty, but just be able to like live, um, and to like get there. Uh, I don't, I'm going to say this wrong. So just Google it and don't (laughs) at me about it, but (laughs) they, it's like if they get it, the $600 a week would get them to, um, what they would be making if they weren't working. Right. A lot of people are like, well, why don't we just pay people their full, their full salary while they're unemployed because of the pandemic? And the reason we can't do that is because that's not how the unemployment system is set up to work. Yeah. So they can't make those individual uh, calculations. It's kind of all or nothing sort of thing. Well, uh, they sort of do, though, because at least when I was on an, on unemployment, uh, you know, non-pandemic wise, it was a percentage of my pay because it was the unemployment mm-hmm. insurance that my company paid for. Yeah. Yeah. So it works in that way. And again, I don't have all of the um, all of the answers on this calculation, but it seemed that it would take way too long for the federal government for the states to calculate what the federal government would need to pay to make up the difference for people that were out of work because of COVID. So I think there's something about having to meet the, the full salary number that might be different for every person Sure. Yeah. that doesn't work for the large clunky computers that be um but anyway so the six hundred dollar a week that's where that number came from the big thing that i've been hearing a lot is that um 
especially from Republicans, is that people are saying, well, there are some people getting more money now through unemployment than they were making before they were getting the $600 a week thing. And the easy answer for that, and they know this, is because it's an average. Yeah. So there are going to be people who are going to make more from this, just like there are people making less. Mm-hmm. Like it, That's how averages work. Um, and so they, they're saying, like, we can't keep doing it because people aren't going to apply for jobs, even though there's no... Yeah, there's no jobs. No data. Yeah, yeah there's no <laughs> jobs to apply for, and there's no data to back this up that people won't apply for jobs just because they're getting unemployment. Yeah, that's um, the uh, bad argument, not to derail you, but that's the bad argument. Oh, no, you're that's good. The, that's about all I have to say. <laughs> that's the bad argument uh, against uh, a national salary. Um, that you know, if, oh, if you don't get, if you don't have to make money, you won't work. And I was like, well, it's only bare minimum. I mean, uh, six hundred a week. Uh, granted, you're always getting a little bit more because it's six hundred plus your unemployment benefits. Uh, but six hundred by itself is a forty hour your take home pay for a forty hour day, uh, forty hour week at fifteen dollars an hour, which is basically minimum wage. And that doesn't pay for a whole lot. Yeah, because minimum wage isn't enough to live in this world, given all the inflation that's happening. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, other states have other ec- uh, economies, so that could be a lot of money in some states, and it could be basically nothing in other states. And so it's hard to also put that number down, because you know, you're in Wyoming, you get 600 a week, you can buy up a third of the state, and you know, build a giant cattle <laughs> ranch and then have a mansion. <laughs> but in New York, for six hundred dollars a week, you can rent a box on the corner of the street. Yeah, yeah. a cardboard, <laughs> cardboard box. Cardboard box <laughs> might be painted though. You might <laughs> might be able to get a little bit of paint to spruce it up. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting that way. And then I see a lot of. Um, bad faith arguments of like well that's more than i'm making now i should just go on unemployment and like maybe you should if if you're willing to give up your job to make more money sure because if you're making less than 15 dollars an hour and you feel like you should be making more that should be an argument you should be making towards your boss and your company mm-hmm. and or just get a new yeah. job like in the free market not right now i mean right now is a little bit strange if you have a job I would hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in the free market, the whole point is when you're not happy with what you're making or you're not happy with what you're getting, you go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that, well, that's more than I make right now, okay, get a job that pays more. If you can, if you feel like you're able bodied to be able, able bodied being a very ableist term, but also just in general, if you have the skills to do like whatever it is that this other job does that pays more, then do that. Yeah. Of course, it's not that easy and we have classism in our world and stuff like that. But I just think that a lot of people forget that it's not just, we're not just looking at numbers on paper. Like it's, it's all very complicated. And I, I get really frustrated when I hear these arguments that like basically any argument that's pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. It's like, 
it's not that easy. It's not that easy to do that. And if you struggled to get where you are, why does everyone have to struggle to get where you are? Why can't you make it easier for the people that come after you? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with that idea? Like, I, I wouldn't want people reinventing the wheel. Like, I, that sucked when I had to do that, so I'm going to help somebody else get there a little bit faster. I guess that's a weird way to think about it, but... <laughs> it uh, is. Right? Well, it's just like, you know, that's two types of people in the world, in a sense. Yeah, some that want everyone to struggle like they struggled. and this Robber barons. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's the ones that want to help people so they don't have to struggle. They want to clear the way. They want to, you know, clear the trees from the path so everyone can follow them much easier than they had to get through. And Yeah. And so, I mean, I get it. Like, for people that see the unemployment benefit and they just say, wow, that is a lot of money. I didn't make that when I was young. First of all, how old are you and what was the inflation rate? Second of all... (laughs) We have never done this before. This is new. This is not something that we we do on an annual basis. This is a, an emergency situation. Yeah. And third of all, why does it matter if you if you can make more on unemployment, then that should be a sign to you that you're not being treat, treated well by your employer, by your government, by the economy at large exactly it does not have your best interests at mind if you're not making a living wage that's a problem i agree with you so do something about it don't make other people suffer yeah don't because you're mad yeah exactly it's the problem isn't that they're getting six hundred dollars if the problem is you're making less than that and that's not on the people that are on unemployment that's on your job that's on your company your boss you know everything like that's not their problem um that's that's a bigger problem they should be looking at yeah it's it's a it's um it's a bummer to hear all those arguments and it just yeah yeah i just have to walk away from them after a while because i'm just like we're different people like you I don't see the world that way. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you do. <laughs> yeah, I generally don't <laughs> respond to them, but I like to see what people are saying when you say when you see uh, something come up. You like looking in the comments. Every so often. I'll go deep, but you know, you know Facebook shows you like the first like one or two or whatever on there. Sometimes you got to look cuz sometimes you have to see the crazy. The only time I'll look at the comments is when it's a cat page. And it's all <laughs> jokes about cats and that that's the only time <laughs> i mean i just i, I just gotta see because like uh you know von miller just uh had a big arg- article come out talking about how he had covid and how it took mm-hmm. him uh three weeks after getting healthy to feel like he's breathing right when he's working out still because um, he has asthma and one of the comments was how much is he getting paid to say that <laughs> oh my god but you like pe- this is why i can't read comments but you get like i don't know i have to see like what people actually believe this and they're actually you know there's still a whole contingent that says the whole thing is faked and yep. it's kind of i feel like we got where we are with our president now by ignoring the crazy and pretending like it doesn't exist and hmm. i think it's worth at least noting and seeing where it's at <laughs> That's a good. That's a good point. That, that is a very good point. How about this? I'm gonna put 
like you and other people <laughs> to go make sure you're keeping tabs on the crazy because I, I just cannot with these people. It's so depressing to me. Like, so depressing. It is. Just like, how can these people not care? Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other big thing that uh, Trump signed into order was this whole payroll tax cut. Yeah, that was the third thing, yeah. Yeah, he has been wanting to do this forever, essentially. And uh, here's the thing. On some fronts, you might look at this and be like, cool. And that's fine if you think that you look at this and say, cool. If you're a business owner, if you're whatever. My whole take on this whole thing, it's not a hot take, but it is my take. Is that instead of giving more tax breaks to companies specifically the ones that can afford to still have payroll Mm -hmm. right now, um, which happen to be the big ones and happen to be the ones that have been bailed out. I mean, they're the ones that are going to benefit the most from this. Um, Instead of doing that, why don't we help the individuals of our nation um, rather than the corporate entities and the businesses? Like, yes, businesses are a big part of our economy and they like in a non-covid time i would have a different i would sit down at a different starting point with this topic but given that it is the it is 2020 and the pandora's box has essentially been (laughs) opened up america's butt crack then i think why why don't we help people live their lives and feed their children why don't we figure out this whole education thing going on like but instead we're getting another payroll tax break yeah and i don't know if it has a date on it or it's only till a certain time but it's incredibly short-sighted it's through the rest of the year year. okay but it's still incredibly short-sighted because that's giving money now but that money's not going to go pay for stuff that taxes pay for. So that money's going to go away. And they're going to cut stuff that, honestly, I think are far more important than the things they're going to cut. They're not going to cut. So that means less money for schools, less money for infrastructure, you know, just to give this little help now. But I think it's incredibly short-sighted to think like, oh, I have this money now, but you're not thinking long-term. You're not thinking the long game because, the gov- you know, the federal budget is going to need money. <laughs> That's where those unemployment comes from. That's where the stimulus checks come from. And if you give businesses these tax breaks, you don't get that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And again, of course it's complicated. Of course there are multiple layers, but you're, you, you have a point. And the biggest thing with this that really just, makes my skin crawl right inside out is that Trump essentially this memo that he wrote um call it he, he wants to defer the payments mm-hmm. so he's not eliminating them 
he wants to defer them, and he's saying that if he is reelected, he plans to forgive these taxes, and therefore it would make it a, a permanent cut to payroll taxes. Um, whether or not this would actually happen, even if he were reelected, uh, is... I'm not going to let the experts, I mean, the, he just did this yesterday. So I'm just going to let the experts, you know, do their thing over the weekend and figure out all of the different legal and not legal things about this. <laughs> and then, um, and then I'll have more information next week about it because something about this just doesn't sit right with me. Um, but again, I'm not an expert, so I'm I'm gonna wait for those guys to help me understand <laughs> the intricacies of this. Yeah, it is. But in general, I just think it's a low friggin' blow, and I think that he's desperate. Yes, yeah, he's he's looking so. for a win, um, and yeah, it's it's is also still very new. Like, uh, if we would have podcasted on a normal day, we wouldn't even had some of this info. It's kind of serendipitous. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I did just figure out a way that we can, uh, get people a bunch of money though. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it'd be a good time to defund, uh, the military and give all that money oh. back to people. That would be roughly, uh, uh, 20 or $2,000 a person in every single man, oh. woman. And <laughs> Holy cow. Just two thousand. Just really? two thousand, but I mean, we got a lot of people. We have three hundred twenty-eight million people. people in the U.S. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's literally everybody. Every kid gets two thousand dollars. God, <laughs> everyone would get two thousand dollars. Yeah, for real, like because oh, that's it's uh, on this slight side tangent, but yeah, they're they're making six hundred and eighty-six billion a year on defense. And I don't know if we necessarily need to spend that much. <laughs> Especially if, you know, those funds are going to be handed to Homeland Security and they're going to show up in our cities and, you know, attack civilians. <laughs> it's true. Anyway. Anyways, well, let's. I want to talk about <laughs> this, though, while we're in here still is... Yeah, go for it. So we've talked about the general facts of, you know, $600 and the $1,200 or yeah, $1,200 stimulus check and all that. But what's, what's your feelings? What are your personal feelings on that? Uh, my feelings on which part? Uh, let's, let's go. Well, yeah. What, what about the stimulus check? Do you think that helped? Do you think that what, what, what'd that do? I think that on a very basic level, the stimulus check helped buoy the economy for about 0.5 seconds um because a lot of people didn't spend it Mm -hmm. um or held on to it until they absolutely had to spend it which was i don't know like a tiny portion of their like bills their overall bills um because it wasn't enough to cover bills it 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 lasted it was like a flash in the pan like the, I feel like the twelve hundred dollars was just like a little, like a little. Here's a little flash in the pan. It provides a little light for the economy, for people that were able to spend it. Um, 
and for people that weren't able to spend it on frivolous things, they were able to pay some amount of their bills and then it's gone. Yeah. And, and there's nothing, there's nothing after it. There's no other thing to help. And there are a lot of people that did not get their unemployment mm -hmm. um, benefits. I mean, if you look at the state of Florida, I think at one point they said that 4% of the people that had applied for it were able to get it. That's a, a lot of people that weren't able to access their unemployment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's those. That's my feeling on it. All right. Um, yeah, because that's kind of where I'm at. I'm almost at the. Well, you, what did you spend your uh, your stimulus check on? If you don't mind me asking. I spent it. Oh no, you're fine. I'm. I spent it on bills. All right. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I realized that. I wasn't going to be working at the studio and I lost the, you know, the revenue that I would have made on running the show. Like, I mean, I, my finances were absolutely fucked. Mm -hmm. they, they were just thrown out the window and I was like, well, I'm going to need this to pay bills. And I did little by little, every bill, I just dipped into it and it was gone eventually. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just, um, and it's, I don't know, to me it's really annoying that we're sitting, they're all sitting up there arguing while people need help. And it, it's arguing about little stupid bits, too. Like you mentioned, they're both on board for at least another 1200 And mm -hmm. they're sitting there like, well, but if we add this part, I'm not going to do it. Well, if we don't add this right. part, then I'm not going to do it. And it's... Right, right. And and the White House is weighing in there as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just the two parties. The White House is the one that they they were the uh saying that they wanted the FBI building funded and the and the military funding and stuff like that. To the point where the day after the bill was passed, Mitch McConnell was in a press conference and they were like, "Hey, so what about the money for the FBI building?" And he was like, "The money for what? That's not in there." And they were like, "Yeah, it is." And he was like, Ask the White House. Because <laughs> he didn't know. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, it's so messed up. It is. How, like, that yeah. blows me away. Anyway, that... What about you, though? What? How are you feeling about all of this? Um. Uh, well, yeah, annoyed that politicians suck at being politicians, and that's all they do. But they suck <laughs> at what they do. Um, and they're getting paid to sit up there and not come up with Oh, answers. absolutely. That's what gets me. They get uh, they get at least, uh, what, 60 for a junior senator. So mm -hmm. they're making a lot of money to sit up there and argue minutia that goes nowhere. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, I do think uh, the unemployment with the $600 is great. And honestly, I'd love to see that continue past pandemic. I think mm -hmm. if you can pay people enough to survive, they won't have to just grab whatever garbage job comes across just to get a job. They can actually take a moment and maybe learn a new skill or really look at jobs and improve their lives. It, it can be an actual... Mm -hmm. Ch chance for improvement rather than oh I got fired from this job uh, I just need to grab something because I'm only getting 20% or whatever of what I was making at that job mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I, I do think that this opens up and I like unfortunately there's so much wrong with the world right mm -hmm. now that we probably won't be able to like really cash in on the opportunity 
that we have, which is an opportunity to completely reform our unemployment system. Yeah. Like I, I think that it's well overdue for, for reforming unemployment in this country. And I think that people, um, I mean, we have the opportunity to look at education, which we might have to anyway, just given how this year's yeah. <laughs> like, like we can, you know, look at higher education and the cost and just look, we have the opportunity to potentially shift to a system where you are, you know, higher education is covered and you're able to get training in whatever job it is that you want to do. And then you have an opportunity to get a job in that field. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, we could have funds helping people like nobody should be below the poverty line. Yeah. Like, at all like that that unemployment money that you're talking about that's exactly what it could be for is just keeping everyone you know at the not below the poverty line and then if you want to get skills and you know go into another job that makes you happy you can like or even just like occupational therapy Mm -hmm. like it's just there are so many options to make the world or make it um make the world a better (laughs) place but really it's there are opportunities to just make life a little bit easier and more enjoyable while we're here on this planet Mm -hmm. um for everyone uh but you know not everybody thinks that way yeah so (laughs) um yeah no this is a chance to reform a lot of stuff because we can really look at things as they are in all that um and see how much they're not exactly working. and what's what didn't work when this hat when everything fell down you know what what fell apart and we we're finding a lot of stuff falls apart really easily <laughs> yeah yeah and we look at other countries that like yeah shit hit the fan for them too but look at them now they're all, all out on boats and hanging out and yeah having a nice summer in the northern hemisphere yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like, and we're over here like, ah, we can't pay bills. And now it's, you know, now it's storming and there's floods. And I mean, yeah, it's just life. The world goes on, but we weren't able to respond to this pandemic in a timely manner. So now we're just all going to suffer until we figure it out. Yeah, like many countries, they paid everyone to stay home. And that's how they got past it by... fully quarantining fully shutting down but giving everyone money so they don't have to go out you know Mm -hmm. those essential workers lists were far far lower in germany the amount of people that actually had to go out and work compared to here where it was still like does do we need that job really right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember the day not the day i think it was like a week after we shut down and I heard someone say, I was at Home Depot today. And I was like, how is Home Depot? Essential. Essential. Yeah. Like, I understand if, like, there's some sort of infrastructure thing. Like, a bridge <laughs> needs to continue being built. Because if it's, if it you know, if they don't continue the project, it will collapse yep. or something. Like, okay, so you might need materials for that. I think that you would be able to be like, hey this company call this com- 
the Home Depot dude and be like, yo, we have, we're essential workers. We have stuff going on. We have to build. Can you make sure that you can get us what we need and do that? You don't need it to be open for Joe Schmo and Bob to be running around mouth breathing everywhere and mouth breathing all over (laughs) plants. That's what I envision. It's just people standing in the in the aisles, like mouth breathing over a pipe. <laughs> I do got to add one thing to your uh, free college, though, if if that's going to happen. I'm going to oh, yeah. my, do my politician thing. If we're going to do that, no more English classes for computer majors. All right, you don't need them. All right, just get rid of them. Just let the let's just focus on computering. And <laughs> Well, I do. I like I said. I I think that in my world of and my current vision of what this reformed higher education could look like, there would be no like liberal arts requirements. Yeah. Like you will have learned all of that in high school. Yeah. Once you get to tertiary education, there's no need to rehash English. You've been learning it this whole time. Yeah. You should just like, be focusing. If you're not. If you can't read when you're graduating, which is a problem in this country, and if you um, are not conversational in English in whatever dialect that you speak, then that is a that is something that you should have addressed in secondary education mm-hmm. and primary. Like once you're once you're out of high school, you should just be learning trade stuff. In my opinion, mm-hmm. unless you want to go on to be like doctor, lawyer researcher whatever and you need to learn like research language and how to write for those things great yeah but i think you should come out of high school able to i think you should come out of high school being able to do a lot of things like your taxes (laughs) (laughs) yeah no there's yeah there's some gaps there but uh, understanding what you know being what an employee versus a 1099 contractor is how to start your own business if you want to like all of i think yeah, I think secondary education needs a little work. Yeah. And I think you should be able to write, read, speak conversationally in your dialect and be able to participate and understand politics. Yeah. Although I, I'll bum you out and tell you why that will never happen, though. There was a, a independent research done, and they found if we gave free college away, the military recruiting would drop by 80%. <laughs> And that is why he will never get free college until we get out of the thumb of the military industrial complex. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons, but I think that's honestly the biggest, like no one's, no one's going to full out and come out and say that they're going to say for this Mm -hmm. reason, that reason. But I think the overall arching really reason is people join to get school. And if they just get school, they're not going to join the military. <laughs> That's crazy. I I mean, I really, and I think that, I mean, that is a whole oh, other yeah. topic that is not <laughs> COVID related, but there's the whole like, um, you know, military recruiting in impoverished areas and, yep. you know, saying it's your only way yep. out. Uh, anyways all right so uh anything else to cover stimulus or unemployment wise no i i I said all right well then let's jump in to our distractions what are we distracting ourselves with 
uh, during uh, this crazy time? Um, well, for me, mostly movies. I've just been movie after movie after movie. <laughs> it's like a constant stream of movies. I can't get enough of them. Um, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> all right. Anything good you want to point out? Uh, I mean, I've watched so much. Um, uh, Ready or Not is always going to be amazing. I could watch it again every day. Um, I watched Marrowbone last night, which I didn't know about. It came out, I think, in 2017. So good. Yeah. It's such a beautiful, like, fan- like I don't know how to explain it. Like, it has everything. It's like a ghost story, a mystery. It's, But it's also, like, really wholesome and tragic i don't know it's beautiful uh and it has a lot of actors and actresses that people know uh i don't know any of their names i just know them as oh that's that person that did this thing over there oh i've seen that person before um so i won't tell you who they are because i don't all right but it was really good and i think it's on hulu nice all right very cool yeah what are you distracting yourself with nowadays Uh more guitar yeah yeah i got the uh, i got our band's new drummer aka a new laptop um so i've been uh pro moving everything that i've done on my computer to the laptop so it can uh go to practice without me carrying my entire (laughs) tower with me and yeah that's nuts (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah making sure uh you know our new drummer is trained up for uh practices and stuff um Mm -hmm. just about there so that's been a big hunk of it. Um, and that's about it. Just watching Star Trek and Arrow between the two of them. <laughs> Are you re-watching Arrow? Uh, yeah, I'm re-watching the second season. Why? Because it's the best season. There are so many other shows I've been begging you to watch, and you're re-watching Arrow? It's... I've never been more insulted. It's. I haven't seen it since it came out, and I remember it being really good, and it is still really good. And it's, I, honestly, it's kind of funny to go back for how far that universe has gotten to, like, Arrow when it was just Arrow by itself, and it was trying so hard to be deep and moody. And then on top of how how pretty everyone is, like, makes it so nobody's pretty, because they've actually kind of skewed slightly not majorly but they've gotten a little bit away from that but second season they're still (laughs) minutely (laughs) (laughs) you can see a shift in the amount of makeup everyone's wearing um it's probably just type of makeup like makeup quality that could be but yeah for second first second season's very much like cw like pretty people everyone wears full makeup all the time mm-hmm. like one girl is a uh, a drug addict in one of the episodes i just watched like you look terrible and she was just kind of wet <laughs> <laughs> man I, I wish that that's all that meant when i you know look like look feel like i look like trash it's just oh i'm just a little wet like still got fabulous <laughs> makeup, makeup on you're super contoured so your cheekbones look great oh man you look <laughs> terrible i know it drives me crazy 
on those shows like they'll be like someone's like super sick and like on the brink of death and they're like beautiful have no eye bags like they look great (laughs) (laughs) let's move on to our favorite section of the show only in a pandemic and major civil unrest well it's not so major right now oh (laughs) snap (laughs) i like it i wouldn't necessarily say that did you hear about uh portland this weekend this weekend no i haven't been Okay, what happened? A full-on fight between military and protesters. Okay, never mind. Major so. civil unrest it is. <laughs> oh, boy. It just erupts um, in small pockets. Anyways, what? Yeah. any stories that you have during the uh, Only in a Pandemic? Well, my story is a little late uh, because it, it was for my birthday, Um, but I was, I just finally cracked it open and I was like, this is, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) I, a friend of mine, Gabby sent me a pinata gram. Okay. And it is a little miniature pinata (laughs) about, you know, the size of half of my cat. And it's, I mean, it, it is miniature. It looks exactly like Pinata. It's just super small. On the side was a little note that she wrote me, and inside was a bunch of candy. And it, it was sent to me for my birthday. It's just a tiny little. And I think nice. that it's one of those things that, like, you know, because of this whole thing, and people can't have birthday parties and graduation parties and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there are all these like little tiny companies popping up with these ideas for how to like. Yeah. <laughs> give your friends something for their birthday i was like only in a pandemic do i get a little tiny pinata delivered to my door there you go <laughs> very nice so yeah that's uh i it was delightfully strange and i i love it and everything inside was things i eat which was exciting it wasn't all chocolate which probably would have melted yeah I think about it but yeah, what about you? What's only in a pandemic or major civil unrest? Mine's uh, also a little bit late, but I still think apt. Uh, only in a pandemic can I somehow care less about San Diego Comic Con. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I already don't give two craps about San Diego, and then the fact that you know every com- major every major company is pulling out already. Um, you know, Marvel doesn't do a thing there anymore. DC doesn't do a thing there anymore. And then they went digital and I was like, oh, this, I don't care about any of this. So it's just a <laughs> YouTube channel. Pretty much. Yeah. I had a few like live streams of like panels and stuff, but it's like, yeah, I don't. But you wouldn't be able to participate. Exactly. So, I mean, not that most people participate in panels anyway, but. It's, uh, yeah, no, it's even sadder. And then, yeah, I mean, even if it went on, like I said, Marvel wasn't going to do anything. They're doing a, their uh, things at a Disney con at some point. I was going to say it's at D23. Yeah, and then uh, DC has their no, their own thing called Fandome that's going to be going on. And so any announcements go there. So, like, it's like, what's the point of sand? Like, they've built themselves so much as a, basically just a press junket. <laughs> Instead of like right. a regular well, con. I, you'd know better than me. So is this 
is this an opportunity for San Diego Comic-Con to go back to its roots a bit and get away from being a press junket and going back to being just a giant, fun Comic-Con? Uh, I hope so, but I would honestly assume not for a few years because they're going to keep trying to do what they did until it becomes obvious that it's like, oh, no, that doesn't work anymore. We have to, you know, just actually focus on comics and not just pile. From my understanding, I've never gone, but like the actual comic section is just like mm-hmm. shoved right in the corner and there's like barely anything. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. I mean, I have no interest in San Diego Comic Con either, but. Yeah. It always sounded interesting, at least. It used to. As long as Dragon Con keeps going, that's all I need. Exactly, yeah. It used to sound good until I found out about other better cons that actually sound fun and not just waiting in line for 10 hours to go to one panel. Yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> there, You couldn't. You couldn't. Well, you could probably pay me to do that, but. <laughs> Everyone has a price. <laughs> I'm not going to pay to do that. Yes. Like, no way. All right, so let's wrap it up with our hermit level. On the Leonardo DiCaprio scale of a 10 being the man in the iron mask and a 1 being the gangs of New York, you're out in the uh, gutters of old, dirty New York and <laughs> running around causing wars. Where are you at in your hermit level? I think you flipped them. I think 10 is, 10 is ultra hermit and 1 is... Yeah, and I did. Yeah, tens. Uh, Social butterfly. Yeah, tens. Man in the iron mask. So you're oh, locked in the tower. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Never mind. I'm backwards. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm a nine still. Yeah. I haven't left my house. I I don't do anything. I just stay here and look up recipes and plan another plant baby basket <laughs> that I want to do and watch. A ton of movies, so many movies. Um, so yeah, I'm ultra hermity right now, which is fine with me because I don't have the energy to be around people. There you go. But what about you? Um, How hermity are you? I'd say maybe a six. Um, we did have band practice, and then yesterday I was at my parents' place uh, for my sister-in-law's Puppy. birthday, and yeah, all the puppies were there. So they're Yay. they're getting big. You can't be a hermit if you're playing with puppies. I feel like that's like not allowed. <laughs> what if you're playing like puppies, puppies by count. yourself in a, a dark room? Well, but puppies count as like as people. Uh, as people, <laughs> like cats, less so because they're like I don't care if you're here or not. But puppies are like I'm so happy you're here and I love you and you're the best thing that's ever happened to me in this one minute and then the next minute they're like Who are you? Oh my god, I'm so happy that you're here. <laughs> So I feel like it makes you feel it's like hanging out with the equivalent of like three awesome people (laughs) per puppy. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) My math is sound. (laughs) All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, Where can people find you if they want to? I don't know. Let's just say send you pictures of kitties. I would love to see pictures of kitties. Uh, so you can find me at L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T, Luna Minwi, at Twitter and Instagram. I haven't been super active on either, uh, but just hit me up and I'll see the message at some point. 
<laughs> I'll be more active soon. Uh, and the podcast pages are Goth and Sloth uh, on all the things. Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Um, and where can they find you and your infamous band? Uh, my... Uh, the caught me off guard. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> why? We do this every week. <laughs> on Twitter, I am wizard underscore Matt. On Instagram, I'm uh, wizard cosplay. Um, but I'm putting up pictures of my keytar and whatnot. Uh, my band is Leonardo Leonardo. You can find us on um, SoundCloud, Leonardo Leonardo Band. And my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard. Just had a new video come up about uh, all the different people who have played Wolverine over the years. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, a large amount, even outside of Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh. (laughs) He's such a good Wolverine. But I just had an idea for your uh, uh, Halloween costume. All right. I think that you should be a guitar that plays a guitar. (laughs) It's such a big part of your identity this year. I feel like you should really beef up the guitarness. Like, guitar squared for Halloween. Guitar the guitarist. And then it would be part of your cosplay thing. I'm just saying I'm right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening for another episode. Don't forget to uh, rate and review and all that jazz, especially on the iTunes app, mm-hmm. but really on anything. Follow, download, do, the, do that thing. Yeah. We love it. And also wash your hands. And stay home. <laughs>